0: I don't know. We got a night of soul for you. you, you. Listen to them.
1: Children of the night.
0: What music they make.
1: It is midnight in Cozy Corner and around the world. Pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up and get ready to ha! the moon It is time For the late night Fright with Dan and Faith Right here On W-I-K-M-F Cozy Corner Public Radio What do we got tonight? Tonight We got that 2018 Tony Collette Movie Hereditary Can you Dig it? I can dig it I can dig it too I am the coyote And you are listening To the late night Fright with Dan and Faith Right here On W-I-K-M-F close it on a public radio. Ow! ba ba ba
2: Welcome to the late night fright, right here on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very possessed co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith.
3: Hi, Faith.
2: Faith, are you feeling possessed?
3: <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. You Just got a bit.
2: that. You got that crazy look in your eyes. I
3: feel a little crazy.
2: Feel a little crazy. Just a little bit. You look a little crazy too.
3: I look like that all the time.
2: No, you look like you do all the time. I know crazy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Welcome, all of you out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. We know you have a lot of options of what you can do with your time. We're so glad that you choose to spend your time with us here on our little show. Right, Faith? That's right. We're in the month of December. Can you believe that?
3: I cannot believe that. We've been
2: doing (laughs) the show since February. I know. Ten months. It's crazy. We seem to say this every time a new month rolls over. We had a record month in downloads.
3: I know. I'm
2: very happy to say, you know what? We had another record month of downloads here on the show. Went above our expectations again, and our expectations were very high. So we want to thank each and every one of you out there for tuning in, for listening. If this is your first time here, welcome. We are so glad you're here with us. If you're a return listener, as always, thank you so much for continuing to come and support us. We appreciate each and every single one of you out there. You are why we do the show. We would do the show if we only had two listeners. Thankfully, we don't. (laughs) <laughs> but we would still like for all of you to bring five hundred of your closest Absolutely. friends with you.
3: Absolutely. Is that
2: asking too much, Faith? Not at all. We we give you joy and laughter, just five hundred.
3: Yeah, 500 is not but a big number at all.
2: Not big not big at all. But sincerely, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. It really does mean a lot to us. And Faith, we have a pretty good one for him tonight, don't we? We really do. What are we talking about tonight?
3: We are talking about Hereditary for 2018.
2: And we got the idea to do this, A, because it's a newer horror film. Mm-hmm. And B, we did an episode on Insidious that is up now, wherever podcasts can be found. And that movie snuck past me. Mm-hmm. Yet uh, I didn't see it until we did it here on the show. We had such a good time doing it. Uh, Faith said, why don't we do a couple of shows where it's a first-time watch for you? Because most of them have been first-time watches <laughs> for you for the most right? part. The occasional one we've we've both seen, old favorites of both right. of ours. But uh, first-time watches for you. So it's always fun getting to kind of put the shoe on the other foot, mm-hmm. as I say. So this is a first-time watch for me, and I can't wait to share some of my thoughts on this really good movie.
3: So with, you you think it's pretty you, you liked it for the most part right? really liked
2: it well, I guess they're gonna have to tune in to find out yeah right? I know
3: <laughs> but we
2: can't get to hereditary without a little bit of business right Faith uh, what time that's right is it It's is time for the news time for the news.
3: Cozy Corner policeman John McLean and his wife Holly Gennaro McLean are on the outs. Holly made their separation official when she moved to Los Angeles and accepted a job with the Nakatomi Corporation. She has not ruled out a reconciliation. She recently invited John to her company Christmas party. We do not have any word on whether John McClain will go to the Christmas party, but we wish them both luck.
2: We sure do. We sure do. Hans Gruber, the classically educated international terrorist, recently announced his plans to hijack a Christmas party. Gruber was most recently seen in the company of Eurotrash terrorist Carl, a big blonde guy with a temper, and American Theo, a computer expert. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Hans Gruber, please contact Deputy Chief of Police Dwayne Robinson in Los Angeles, California.
3: We just received word that John McClain has accepted Holly's invitation to the Nakatomi Christmas party. Hopefully he'll go out to the coast, they'll get together, and have a few laughs. Good
2: luck, John. We know you hate flying. Yippie John. Yippie Faith, as we said, it's December. We had another record month here on the show. Mm-hmm. Ten months now. Can you believe it? Ten I, I cannot months. Believe it. It's it's kind of hard to believe, isn't I know. it? We've had we've had a great, great run here, but there's somebody that hasn't been on the show, right? That is right. Faith, who hasn't been on the show?
3: Robert England.
2: Robert England. Roberto Inglundo. Freddy <laughs> Krueger himself. We have written. We have we have sent messages. Uh, Faith drove by his house uh, against the advice of our lawyer. Yeah. Um,
3: Sorry. He, and I
2: know he doesn't know who we, who we are because he hasn't filed a restraining order against right. us. But uh, you yeah, know, and we thought you know we needed to uh, sweeten the pot mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, We've offered a $5 bill. We've offered uh, a 32-ounce Old Milwaukee Tall Boy. We've uh, offered a used uh, phone charger, the little block. We've offered uh, some free phone apps. What what else have we offered? Uh, Vicks Vapor Rub. Used
3: computer bag, dollar menu, Taco Bell items, staples. The lavender,
2: yeah, a thousand standard staples. Uh,
3: A lot of stuff. A lot
2: of stuff. Uh, I want to sweeten the pot a little further this week.
3: What
0: you got. Okay.
2: Robert, if you come on the show, all of that that we just mentioned can be yours. I'm also going to throw in an empty copy paper box. Do you know how useful those are? I can use one. Yeah. You can put all kinds of stuff in them, right? I know. I mean, you know, you can put them in a closet, Mm -hmm. you can put them outside in the the storage area, and you know, you Mm -hmm. can put uh, uh, keepsakes in there, knickknacks, you know, who knows? Right. And it's it's up to him what he keeps in his empty box of copy paper.
3: Yeah. That's a good deal.
2: It's a really good deal. Yeah. Yeah. So Robert, we love you, you know, uh just come on the show and all we'll give you all of that. And like we said, we're in December if you have not been on the show by Christmas. We have a very special Christmas show planned. We're going to go after Jamie Lee Curtis.
3: Yeah.
2: And we're going to yeah. go we're just going to go down the line. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, Sigourney <laughs> so somebody Weaver. Somebody
3: agrees.
2: <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. You know, that might uh, be a big one maybe the wizard master from elm street three dream warriors you know but you're our first and only choice robert we want you to be on the show please Please. robert come on the show Faye. do it again give him the little orphan from from dickens
3: please mister (laughs) please mister be on our show
2: and that is
0: the news
1: show come on our show come
2: on our show i love that song i love hearing it every week but and if you're out there and you love hearing that song and you want to continue to hear that song you need to get robert england on our damn show we've done what we can now it's time
0: for you out there to do your
2: job Exactly. if you know him seriously tell him you know we can do it you know over the phone we can go out to him he can come to us uh i'd be happy with a you know you're listening to the late night fright that i can put on the beginning of the know. show i'm serious Anything. <laughs> well um, as i said we have a good one tonight we are kicking off december in style faith what have we got
3: we have hereditary
2: written and directed by ari aster the director of midsummer this is a good one We're going to talk about it when we get back from the break. I'm Dan. And I am Faith. And we'll see you on the other side.
0: (sighs) This is uh, Harrison Ford, the uh, Big HF host of The Straight Dope the number one rated show on whatever radio station we're on. Why is the straight dope number one? because people want the straight dope on the straight dope. Join me this week for a shootout that promises to be very exciting. I've got um, purple monkey balls going up against Poochie love. Both are exciting blends. Both have pros and cons. The names are both very funny. Probably laugh when you smoke them in there. Guaranteed to get you high. In the season of the holidays, I'll also be talking about Christmas lights. I'll be telling you um, whether it's better to look at uh, lights that stay constant or blinking lights. Uh, both again have pros and cons, and are guaranteed to add a little something to your high. Join me, Harrison Ford, though. Big HF, right here on the straight dub on whatever radio station this is. I really, really couldn't care less. Turn off the music. This is Billy Gibbons with ZZ Top. wow Join me for Billy's Barbecue right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. We're going to be talking about the hard stuff. We're going to be talking about the smooth stuff. We're going to be talking about the in-between stuff. And we'll definitely be talking about beer, boobs, and sometimes the blues. Join me, Billy Gibbons easy Top of How 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 for Billy's Barbecue.
2: Welcome back to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am
3: Faith.
2: Faith, we got a good one tonight. We are talking about the movie Hereditary, aren't we?
3: We sure are.
2: You have a little info on this, don't you? Just
3: a little bit. Would you like to hear it?
2: I would. Did you like the setup? I did. See, anyway, I just, I just, I just volleyed the ball over to you. <laughs>
3: Well, here we go. Hereditary is a 2018 supernatural psychological horror drama film written and directed by Ari Aster in his feature directorial debut. It stars Tony Collette as Annie Graham, Alex Wolfe as Peter Graham, Millie Shapiro as Charlie Graham, and Dowd as Joan, and Gabriel Byrne as Steve Graham. It was released on June 8, 2018, It was acclaimed by critics with Colette's performance receiving particular praise and was a commercial success, making over $79 million on a $10 million budget to become the production company A24's highest grossing film worldwide. That's a lot of money.
2: It's a lot of money.
3: (laughs) It's a (laughs) a lot lot of money. money. I also have a little synopsis for our listeners. Would you like to hear it? I'm ready. When Annie's mother passes away, her and her family begin to unravel cryptic and terrifying secrets about their ancestry. The more they discover, the more they find themselves trying to outrun the sinister fate they seem to have inherited. How does that sound? Seem fair to the um, movie? I got goosebumps.
0: That was good. That was great.
3: <laughs> Without getting into it, what did you think of it? Because I know this was your first time watching it. This, this
2: was very interesting because I was obviously aware of this movie mm-hmm. i had seen a trailer for it
3: did you know what it was but
2: i i, I knew that the mother had died right that's that's what i knew okay. i knew that uh there was some weird happenings going on in the mm-hmm. house i did not this dismiss this movie it's just that when this was going on you know in summer of last year i had some things going on it's not always easy for us to get out to the movies. You, right, you know with our schedules mm-hmm. uh, so it's not that it had gotten away from me it was on the list I just had not
0: you know cross
2: right. it off yet so but I went in really cold right. I I, like I said I knew there was some maybe some haunted house stuff going on and I thought maybe it was going to be kind of poltergeisty maybe like the sixth sense and I'm making the sixth sense comparison because anytime I see Tony Collette <laughs> all I can think about is the sixth sense exactly. you know man I'm really glad that I got to see this without knowing anything about it, you know, right. you and I want to thank you for not spoiling it yeah, at I, all for yeah, me. I didn't and, want to. and I'm glad that you didn't offer, you know, any insights into what it was, because I do remember you asked me via text. She said, do you know what this movie is about? And I said, no.
3: Right.
2: Yeah, you know, outside and of the I, I outside of the it, the mob. Yeah, I you know, left it aspect. there
3: because that's the whole beauty of this movie. Because it you, you have to watch it to let it unravel and play out. That's why I didn't right explain anything to you. Right, and
2: not only do you need to watch it, you need to watch it more than once. I believe. Yeah. I believe that this uh the rewatch value on this is going to be pretty high through the years. I, th- I think this is one of those movies. You know, we we talked about Quentin Tarantino on this show. Uh We did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and. You know, the, uh, the respect I have for his movies and
0: right.
2: his movies improve with viewings. Mm-hmm. You know, the Sixth Sense is a movie that improves with viewings. Yeah. Uh, great movies do that. This is a movie, though. Yeah, I want to share this this quote I have okay. here. Uh, this is George Lucas. Okay. George Lucas uh, from Vanity Fair in 2005. This is when Revenge of the Sith was coming out. I want to share this quote because I think this is applicable too hereditary so here goes george said the interesting thing about star wars and i didn't ever really push this very far because it's not really that important but there's a lot going on there that most people haven't come to grips with yet but when they do they will find it's a much more intricately made clock than most people would imagine now i agree with mr lucas on uh the construction of star wars is a very intricately intricately constructed clock but uh hereditary Is a pretty well-constructed clock, too. And the reason I'm saying that and bringing up that George Lucas quote about the clock is because Hereditary is full of setups. Mm -hmm. I mean, full of setups. It's full of setups, payoffs, slights of hand, and you think it's about one thing. Then you think it's about something else, Mm -hmm. and then you think it's about another. And then, finally, you you think it's about one other thing. Right. (laughs) And then you find out it's really always been about this one thing from the very beginning. And I want to say my hat's off to Mr. Astor. It's hard to believe this is his uh, first feature length
3: movie. I know. It is.
2: (laughs) It's very assured.
3: Yeah. It's very well done. I was reading uh, some stuff how he wanted it to be made because he believes that the house is one of the main characters of the movie and that he wanted it to be made everything be made for the movie. Literally, you know, this isn't some house that they found. They literally built everything for right. this movie. They wanted wider angles so that the camera yeah. they could have longer shots and wider doors mm-hmm. and I don't know. I think he's I think it was a really cool idea.
2: I, I heard Tony Collette say in an interview that I looked up after I'd watched the movie for the first time. She said, you know, he'd been editing this movie in his head for two years, you know, mm-hmm. waiting to get it made. And I think maybe the time really helped you know who this reminded me of you know what that just the look of this movie reminded me of what's the sixth sense it reminds yeah. me of of Shyamalan no,
3: no.
2: you know yeah um whether that is you know on purpose or not you know and I'm sure this guy's influenced by M. Night because he's right. you know, I think he's 33 years old now um he'd be about 13 when the sixth mm-hmm. sense came out you know I mean that's perfect age you know, yeah. you know so you know M. Night's an influence now on, on cinema on some guys and I could feel you know, the M Night influence on this, you know, just the look and the feel and the way that it's a family drama. Cause that's the great thing about Knights movies. And we talked about it on the Sixth Sense there. Yeah, it's a ghost movie, but it's really a family drama. Mm-hmm. And this is a family drama.
0: Yeah.
2: Too. With one big, big, big difference. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna get to. So, but uh I I thought it was fabulous. I was glued to it.
3: Yeah, that's. I think that's what this, I've seen this movie three or four times now, and it's mm-hmm. like you're just constantly, you don't want to stop looking away from it.
2: Let me ask you this, because this is the first-time watch for me, and uh, it's a relatively new movie, so mm-hmm. it's still relatively fresh for you. What was your impression the first time that you saw it?
3: I, I was very, I wasn't expecting how this movie was going to go until a certain moment, possibly. Mm-hmm. I was still kind of, you know, okay. It's one of those movies afterwards I watched with my sister, and we were both like, hmm it made me want to look up stuff if that makes any sense you know
2: I did the same you, thing you want to start
3: I, researching it because I did like, the same thing you know and I think like I think you texted me that you have to process it yeah and I think that's what
2: there's a lot of processing yeah
3: you have to do this movie and I like movies like that because it makes you think yeah you know
2: yeah I, I'm, I'm still processing it and I'll say this after the first time um, I knew I liked the movie I was mm-hmm. like that's really that was really well done you know uh, I didn't know if I liked the movie, right. though. You know what I mean? Right. And I started you know, digging, and I watched it again. And I'll say this, um, I didn't feel shortchanged by it. I didn't feel like he was trying to pull one over on me at all. Right. This is a really intricately constructed clock right. from the very beginning. And this screenplay is really top-notch mm-hmm. in the way that he weaves things in and out and ideas. And you think it's about... As I said, one thing, and let me go. I have it. I have it here on my list. Okay. Um, Let's see. So, what's it about? Grief, mental illness, family issues, the loss of a child. It, <laughs> it goes through all of those things in the first act of the movie. Right. You know, it's. I'm like, oh, it's about grief. No, that's no, about mental illness. You know, uh, those kind of things. Um, but it's really about this weird Pyman
3: cult. <laughs>
2: Did I say that right? Payman. Payman.
3: Payman. Mm-hmm.
2: Be yeah. funny if it was the Pie Man. <laughs> If, if they were, they're trying to summon the pie man. And this does segue, you know, you had Adam Sandler. To, oh, I'm ready for the pie man. Yeah. But um, Adam Sandler, I, I do bring him up. I have a good reason for bringing him up. One of the things that I liked about the movie is she's uh, Tony Collette as Annie is learning things about her mother, you mm-hmm. know, after she dies. And Adam Sandler in a Vanity Fair interview he did with Brad Pitt. And have you seen these faith where they sit these two actors down? And they interview each other. Mm-mm. It's wonderful. They have so. uh, like Jeff Bridges interviewing Matthew McConaughey. I say interviewing. They're just talking. Right. Eddie Murphy's talking to Antonio Banderas. That's who he's talking to. But uh, Brad Pitt and Adam Sandler, I learned that they've been friends for 30 years, like closest of That's friends. Cool. Isn't it cool? Yeah. And Adam Sandler talked about when his dad died. And he said, you know, these people started coming up and telling me stories. And he didn't learn anything salacious about his dad, you know. Right. But he started hearing stories he never heard about his dad. and started seeing him in this new light and i just watched that you know a few days before i watched this movie and i go so this is what Heredit- hereditary <laughs> is about you know it's like you're learning things about your 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 parents you know that's one way to look at it and boy do you learn something <laughs> so um i yeah I, I think it's absolutely fantastic like i said i'm gonna sound like a broken record because i'm probably gonna say that quite a few <laughs> times because it's really it didn't knock me down you know i didn't go whoa you know but i went went, okay. <laughs>
3: yeah. I think that's what it is. It's just, it's well done the way this movie was made. That makes you, you know, just like you said, wow, this is, this is actually a good movie. Just, just how the storytelling was throughout the whole thing, you know?
2: Right. The way information is parsed out right. throughout this is perfect. Yeah. And one of the things when I finished watching the movie, I went, wait, that's it? Like, I need closure on this and this. And then I went, no, it's all there. You have to go, you have to look at it, though. And it's there, right? you know, looking at you in the face. Um, this movie reminds me of kind of a mashup of Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. you know, with the cult, mm-hmm. and then a little bit of The Exorcist, you know, thrown yes. in. And when this movie was out, and this is not a knock on Hereditary. This is more a knock on, you know, you know critics or whatever they're like Mm -hmm. this is the scariest movie since the exorcist this is scarier than the exorcist i just want to say no it's not (laughs) it's not it's i think the exorcist is the scariest horror movie ever made (laughs) and i really don't even think of this as a horror movie no it's more of like a psychological Psychological. thriller in the vein of something like the shining or something like that you know where you, you know there's It's tense, you know. There's there's moments of tenseness, and uh, yeah, it's more of a psychological thing. You know, as far as like horror, I didn't.
3: It it doesn't have the the horror elements of you you know being terrified of what's gonna be around the corner or you know stuff like that. It does have that psychological thing where, like you said, you're you're thinking about yeah, you know, you're processing these odd things happening the whole time. You
2: know? Very, very odd things happening and, and like I said, it sets up so well because it's it's this family drama. Mm-hmm. You know? And then the things start happening. Let me ask you, know? you about the family real quick. Yeah.
3: Because okay, so when you when we first kind of meet them, they go home after uh the, the, the funeral. What do you think of the dynamic of that family? Do they do they seem like they're all? Close? They seem
2: very off from the very beginning. See, they I said, think
3: so too, but I feel like the mom's the most in denial of that. If that makes any sense.
2: And and you can excuse that because of what just happened, right? Because of because of the loss of her mother, right? Um, but
3: then it's like they weren't close, and I
2: and I felt some some strangeness from them, mm-hmm. you know. And then you start getting the stories about the grandmother. Mm-hmm. And and you realize something something's way wrong because right. what what tipped me when I went this is this is this is off is the um, story about how she nursed the right. daughter and I went who does this <laughs>
3: right. you know yeah I mean whose grandma is over there breastfeeding <laughs> yeah
2: you know that's yeah it's a little weird it, was, get you. <laughs> it it was it was a little off putting um but no I. It, do I think they were close? I mean they were a family unit, yeah. But I and I maybe they're like every other family out there, everybody has their little problems, but they seem a little weird.
3: Yeah, they, they seem really a little do. weird.
2: And I want to say, I know we're gonna talk more about the performances, but Gabriel Byrne as Steve, mm-hmm. the the dad, the doctor I think he has a pretty thankless role, and maybe the most important in the movie because Mm -hmm. he's the most normal and seems to be the most well-adjusted and the one who's saying, you know, I was saying this movie's kind of about grief, you know, he's like let the grief out, you know, let feel your feel, you know, feel the feelings and kind Mm -hmm. of thing, you know, and he doesn't seem to be forcing anything, and he seems to be very, you know, normal, well-adjusted for the most part.
3: Present. Yeah, I feel like the rest of them are kind of. In a in a realm somewhere else, you know they're kind of yeah somewhere. I I just feel like like you said he's he's way more grounded. Yeah, kind of kind of gets it where everybody else everybody else seems a little off. Yeah,
2: yeah, and that that you know what happens to him later in the movie I think is all the more tragic because he's really trying his best. I know. You know. I know. It's uh. Yeah. He's like I said, that's not a flashy character. You wouldn't notice that. But he's his presence and what he's doing or not doing. Really, I should say, because it's mm-hmm. non flashy role. Right. You know, uh, allows the other actors to do what they do. Uh, Wolf and uh, Colette, you know, are able to Alex Wolf. They're able to, to really eat. You know, because yeah. because he's because he's grounded. He's setting the table and he they're really able is. to come up and and do it. And it's kind of one of those things where it was about halfway through the movie. I went, man, this guy is really knocking it out the park and no one is probably noticing, you know, just how, you know, what a what a job he's doing yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, but I know we're going to get to the performances because I know, you know, we, we got to talk about these performances because oh, they're, they're really good. But uh, do you agree with me? I mean, on the Exorcist thing, Chris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's one of you don't just say that, you know. <laughs>
3: Of course not. No, that's...
2: You don't just say that, you know. know. I mean,
3: the movie... uh, See, it takes a lot to scare me. This is one of those movies the first time I was like... I wasn't terrified. I did have nightmares. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, it stuck with you psychologically. Psychologically. This didn't
2: scare me. No, it it did Like, I was not scared at all during this movie. We did Insidious. And Insidious gave me just chills. Right. You know, at certain points. And... This movie did not scare me. And so I'm going, well, what the hell is everybody talking about? And then, you know, they're like, yeah, man, but that last 10 minutes, I'm going, yeah, that was unnerving. as all get out, but scarier than <laughs> The Exorcist. Come on, man. <laughs> like, like, uh, that guy's performance as Frankenstein's Monster was better than Karloff. There's just some things you Somebody don't. Said say. That? No, I just, oh, that I'm one about I made to say. up. Yeah, I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> this album's better than Revolver by the Beatles. That's. You know, you better be able to back that up. Yeah, you know, there there's certain bars, you know. And uh no, nah, so I mean I don't mean to harp on that, but that was one of the things I knew about this movie going in was
3: better than the exorcist. It's scarier than the exorcist.
2: Yeah. You know, it's like not not really, because telling you when the priest walks in that room and Mercedes McCambridge, says her voice is coming out of that little girl and she's been drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes, oh, you know, still sends chills up my spine.
3: <laughs> yeah, this is definitely
2: it's, uh, Not as scary um, very- Am I right on that though? Is that the scariest movie ever made? I think so I think it is I really think it is For a lot of reasons And Pretty- I've been I've been opposed to doing it on the show Because that means I need to watch it again Which you, I don't You,
3: you said that Because I was like Why haven't we done it? And that was your answer <laughs> I
2: was like I saw it I don't I don't need to see it again <laughs> I was in the store yesterday Buying soup I was getting some lentil soup I was in the uh, soup aisle And they had split pea soup And I went Ugh. <laughs>
3: it's the exorcist
2: i was like no don't get don't get me linda blair oh my goodness um so i said earlier uh the sixth sense comparison about how this is better with the second year are you with me are you with me on oh, that yeah
3: i'm definitely with you said i have seen this at least three or four times now and every time I'm like this it, it really does get better yeah it really does yeah i'm with you
2: you want to get into it yeah. you want to talk about the pie man cult Uh, i'm here for the pie i'll talk about pie i'm (laughs) here for the pie uh the pie man cult. uh one of the things that i liked, and i was noticing yeah i was watching the movie when it started off and one of the things that was throwing me off you asked me about the family and the thing that was throwing me off was this woman makes miniatures this is weird
3: Mm -hmm.
2: you know she's making these miniatures it was after the movie and i processed it and like she's controlling that environment you have this 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 payment cult Mm -hmm. who's controlling the environment just like them in that house and i think it's very telling at that, that first shot you go into the model and then you're into the actual bedroom mm-hmm. you know and that kind of reminded me a little bit of creep show the house of the head episode yes. that we did <laughs> you know uh we both really liked that yeah. one where the little girl had the model house and uh we have episodes on creep show that are available wherever podcasts are found check out that one though that one was uh the very first one i forget uh gray matter and, and house the house of the, of the head, head. The very first episode of Creepshow was so good and so well done, and uh, if you like Hereditary, I think you might think you might like that that uh, House of the Head episode. But uh, anyway, but that was very kind of telling. And I went back and I was watching. It, I was like, oh, okay, so that's like the cult, mm-hmm. you know, influencing because nothing in this movie happens without the cult. Right. Without they're okay, and nothing nothing happens by yeah. accident.
3: I read two of the miniatures. Aster said that that house kind of too represented her state of mind as she was making the little people and those things, it was kind of what was going on, Yeah, you know, in her, in her mind. And of course, I'm sure she's, you know, being controlled by the cult, not even you know, knowing yeah. it.
2: Yeah. Because she's wearing the necklace at the beginning. And <laughs> I did notice the necklace and I noticed, you know, the grandmother with the yeah. necklace. And of course, at that point again, see, cause you, you, you one pulled over on you. You don't know what's what, and mm-hmm. you know it's her mother's. Ne- you know it's her mother's necklace. Right. You know kind of thing. You know she's wearing it because of her mother. You know. Yeah. Um, th- uh, how do you? What do you think about the cult?
3: It's pretty. It's pretty creepy. <laughs> it's pretty out there. And I want to ask you about the 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 symbol from the necklace. Did you notice it on the pole?
2: The telephone pole. Yes, yes I did, and I wanted to make a mention about the way that he frames things because. Uh, he apparently really likes to put things right in the middle of the frame. I don't mm-hmm. know if you were catching this, but he likes to put the camera. There's a focal point right in the center and everything happens off of this. Reminds me of a stage play mm-hmm. in a good way. you right. know. Because we've talked about older movies, you know, being like stage plays and they kind of get stale. No, this is, you know, but you're putting it right there in that room, you know. And like you said, they're so well constructed, those sets. So you get the focal point in the middle, but he likes to put something like right there and then off to the side
1: of uh-huh. it. You
2: know? Yeah. And, uh. The scene with the uh, telephone pole—I noticed something on it because he frames that pole right in the middle of the screen, and I actually did rewind it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I saw that that sig that uh that sign. Right. I didn't think anything, you know, like oh, there's a cult. You know, right. I was thinking like there's some kind of supernatural activity with the grandmother because I knew she was involved somehow in in the story that was going to unfold. So uh, they got me. <laughs> Yeah, they got yeah, me. Yeah, I think
3: it took me the second time to actually see the symbol, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, that was there were no accidents in the movie. They were. Yeah, the, that was the whole. Yeah,
2: and it wasn't that I like I said I had to run it back. I noticed something right. on it, and I went, "What is that?" Right. You know.
3: Yeah, I think I, I think I noticed it, in the second or third. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, "Oh, okay." I, I never noticed that the first watch. Um, again, with symbols, they have the bird, the pigeon.
0: which, yeah. you know.
3: And this is stuff that I'm reading from interviews that after yeah. uh, he, he did, you know, they they could be uh, carriers of messen- yeah, messages mm-hmm. and, and ants are drawn to death. So, of course, he has all these symbols in it. And I was like, that's I think it's pretty neat.
2: And the decapitation thing is a yeah. uh, uh, I'm going to call him pie man. I'm not giving him the, <laughs> the benefit of saying anything. pie man. It's a pie man thing. Uh, the uh, the symbol for pie man is the uh, the camel mm-hmm. and the three heads. He's carrying three heads. On the camel, uh, the camel kind of ties into uh, Charlie mm-hmm. and she makes that that
1: mm-hmm.
2: sound camels kind of make that sound. So, yeah,
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. So so help me with this. So the pie man was in Charlie at the beginning. Am I am I reading this right? So I
3: believe that she was born. Kind so of.
2: so Tony Collette kept uh, Peter away from the grandmother. Right. Peter was the chosen vessel because he's male. Yes, is that correct? Okay, so she's out of the life. There's no contact order, right?
3: Right, but let me ask you a question too, because I I asked this. She said that she kept Peter away from the grandmother because she had DID, and they just weren't very close. But it almost makes it later seem that.
2: Then she kind of weaselled her way back. She knew.
3: Did she know her mom was like that? But even though she claims she didn't know, I don't think she did. So she kept him away for the mental health reasons? I think
2: because, yeah, the hereditary thing with her being crazy and then, you know, yeah. Right. And then, and the way that uh, the woman, the mother affected her children, Tony Collette's, you know, siblings, you know. Yeah. Wanted to put people in their head, you know, kill. Them. So just thinking she's a bad mom. You yeah. know, I don't think, you know, anything supernatural at that point, you know, right. but thinking that she's a bad mom. So that's what I was getting from it. And then so she kept him away and then she kind of. You know, her way back in, she got sick or whatever, mm-hmm. and then uh, the girl. So did she put the Pie Man in the girl? Is that what we're being led to believe? Am I reading that right?
3: That's what I'm because believing. she was
2: doing the clicking.
3: I'm believing she was literally kind of born literally into like that way. Okay. I don't think she was ever normal. Is okay. Word, yeah. Is what I get from it. Yeah. I feel like she's always a little disconnected from herself.
2: And she did say, you know, uh, grandma, wish I was a boy Mm kind of thing. And he was the preferred because he was male. Peter Mm -hmm. was the preferred vessel because he was male. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very creepy. The more you think about it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's very, uh, very different. Very. I don't know. It's, it's very creepy. Um, I had read something that people said you could have your own opinion kind of on the mental health thing. That you could choose either side, it wouldn't matter. But I wanted to see what you thought of it. Do you think the mental health of that family has anything to do with, you know, payment being a thing, or do you think it's totally separate?
2: I think the mental health of that family uh, is well, Tony Colette, and then by extension, her children.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think Tony Colette is the way that she is because of the way that the mother brought her up. Right, so. Yeah. And she's the high priestess of payment. So if you want to say that payment has influenced it, yeah, okay, I'll go there. But but really it's the mother. You know, it's the mother's right. influence, I think is what it is.
3: Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I and that. it's
2: really not mental illness, it's it's learned behavior. True. You know? I don't think that the brother was actually schizophrenic that killed himself. I, I, I didn't think he was so either. he was that was legit. Yeah. Like Vincent Gray in the Sixth Sense killing himself because you know he see spirits.
3: Yeah. Yeah. She was forcing people into him or whatnot. I mean, literally, how do you, why would you want yeah. to live with that? If you've got this person almost taking over you, you know? Yeah.
2: And and maybe you could make a argument. You could read something into you know, the way that the family is. You could read some kind of abuse element into it, you know, and that's an easy thing to do with things like this, you know, uh, with with a mother like that, you know, maybe there was some kind of weird, you know, sexual abuse or something. Right. But no, I think in this instance, it actually is what it what it is
1: right i get that
2: and i just said that and it's awful to think that there could have been some weird sexual abuse at the hands of the mother with the son yeah that's awful i know and wouldn't surprise me the way that the cult conducts itself with the you know the naked cult you know i mean it it's 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 more terrifying the more i'm sitting here thinking about it as we're talking about it you know it's it's really kind of awful
3: yeah Do, do you think there are things like that for real that are that extreme
2: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. No doubt. I
3: think so. Absolutely,
2: no doubt. I think they're in the highest uh, halls of power. Yeah. I think I think there are people in power without getting on the soapbox who conduct their uh, little rituals or um, whatever it is they do, say their little incantations,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, are invoking evil things into the world. Absolutely, I do.
3: Yeah. I mean, I know we talk about it all the time. Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah. And I but- think it's more common... Then, then people, than people realize. realize. Yeah,
3: yeah, probably so. I yeah. mean,
2: I didn't, I didn't want to bring this up again, but uh, if you listen to any of our True Detective shows, and we're going to get back to True Detective, it's been kind of difficult for us because there's, uh, you know, there's there's sexual abuse in, in True Detective that mm-hmm. runs through it. Recently, here where we live, we've had this rash of sexual abuse cases, and mm-hmm. and these predators getting caught, and we we haven't really wanted to talk about it. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're hearing about it every day.
3: I'm almost relieved when you say, Oh, we'll do true detective. Yeah. next week," Cause it's like a, yeah, you want to breathe for just a second from,
2: from the real stuff. From, yeah. And I was just about ready. I said, you know, yeah, we're going to do one this week. And then like Tuesday we had, we had an arrest 500 counts, all of you out there. I don't know uh, if you're spiritual, religious, if you pray, just pray for these people, 500 counts of pornography with children. And I don't want to talk about that, mm. you know, on the show. And here I am talking about it on the show. And, <laughs> Uh, the reason I'm bringing it up is because, you know, I keep wondering if we're going to find that there's some ritualistic aspect to this. Mm-hmm. So you're asking, is this common? You know, yeah, it's more common than you think. And it's right here in our backyard. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I guarantee you it's right there in your backyard, too.
3: I mean, literally,
2: <laughs> you know, but I was thinking about all of that when I was watching the movie with these people, because we we said, from the beginning, when the first arrests were made in 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 our area, that this is part of a network, and it looks like it's part of a network, and who's to say that they're not some weird cult?
3: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No.
2: So, yeah, yeah, I believe in it.
3: I wouldn't be surprised. And is it
2: this extreme? It's probably more extreme.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The movie's probably toned down.
2: <laughs> yeah. Than I would. I would love to ask him what he knows. What he you know if, what he found out researching, or if he knows something. You know. Yeah. I know. Same way, I want to ask Nick Pizzolatto of True Detective, what he knows. I
3: know. So maybe we should get him on the show.
2: I would love to. You know, we have a special guest host coming up um, next week yeah. with us, who we might have an in with, with him because uh, they know some of the same people. Huh. So we might well, have okay. to. We might have to put the call out. on Well, We just one. might have. To. <laughs> <laughs> might have to. I'd love to ask him. What do you know? And how do you? How do you know it? And when did you know how it? I you know. So. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that's uh that's that's what I think about that. Yeah, it's out there and and probably way worse and more common than you uh than you realize.
3: And you want to believe even believe? Yeah. 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 I under, yeah, I get that. I don't I don't I don't want to
2: no. Understand no. that. You know,
3: you don't you don't want to be like, yeah. No.
2: And the thing is like you don't have to believe it. The thing you have to keep in mind is that they believe it. Mm-hmm. That's that's you know, that's what you have to keep in mind with you know, oh I don't believe that. You don't have to believe that. What you have to believe is they believe it. Mm-hmm. They believe in this crap. You know.
3: Yeah. True. It's terrifying. Very terrifying. Yeah. Uh yeah. Let's let's, well, let's get back to Hereditary,
2: right? <laughs> uh what do you want to talk about?
3: Let's talk about performances. Let's talk
2: about the performances. Everyone in this movie is great. As I said, Gabriel Byrne, uh special special nod to him for mm-hmm. not having the showy performance. Uh the young woman,
3: Millie
2: Millie Shapiro. Millie Shapiro scares mm-hmm. me. Um really she plays creepy just just
3: really well. Really well.
2: I Alex mean, Alex Wolf is really excellent yeah. as Peter. I want to give special shout outs. Uh, the special late night of, uh, late night fright award goes to uh, Andal. Yes. Uh, my my sheath is on the other side of the, Joan. the room. Joan Dowd is Joan. Let
3: me let me interrupt. Creep really the hell
2: out of me. Did
3: you suspect anything at first from her? Because I did. No, okay, I did.
2: No, I thought she was just a very touchy feely woman. No. Now, my my spidey sense went up when stuff started happening, but I didn't know that she factored into it.
3: Me and my sister were watching. I was like, I know she's involved somehow. I, I just know. And what do you know? <laughs> I just the, knew it. the
2: touchy feely thing. Let me let me throw this out, too. Did you notice I was noticing in the really in the first 30 minutes of the movie how many circles there were? Like, she's at that uh, support group, and there's a circle. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. And there were other times the family be in a circle. Like, circles were very important. It seems to be the uh, the big shape of the yeah. movie, which makes sense you know, yeah. with the cult aspect. <laughs> but uh, Ann Dowd, I thought, was really, really, really good. She, uh, The way that she was very physical with her in the parking lot, with the touching her, the touching yeah. her, the pulling her. And I've been around people who are very excited and want to talk to you and are excited to share something with you. I was noticing it. But I wasn't noticing it past this woman needs a friend mm-hmm. kind of thing. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's amazing, she manhandles her, really. Yeah. Yeah, manhandles her into it. Then, you know, the other performance, you know, Tony Collette, Academy, yeah, Award, Academy Award nominee, Tony Collette for The Sixth Sense. And this, somebody made the point that this seems to be the companion piece to The Sixth Sense, like that performance. And I'll go there with them. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. you could put, you know, you know, On the mixtape, you know, uh, what's her name? I forget what her name is. And uh, Lynn, Lynn Sear in the sixth mm-hmm. sense. And then Annie here, you yeah. know, ABM and really, really, really good.
3: Do you know that she didn't actually want to do this movie at first?
2: I I can't say that I blame her.
3: But she read the script and, and felt that he understood the characters. Yeah. And that's what made her want to do it. So I think she did a good job considering, Yeah, you know, this wasn't something she was really... Wanting to do in the first place. No. So I loved her. And she's and there the entire time. I this thing is great. Uh, Alex Wolf claims that he uh, has PTSD from this movie because he had emotional and mental problems after this. Mm-hmm. Just from filming this. I
2: could you know? see that. Yeah.
3: So that's pretty. I mean, that's interesting. I wonder how many people have PTSD after filming a movie. <laughs>
2: of this generation right, right i mean right. could you see like sean connery back in the day having ptsd oh, you want me to slam my head into the desk i'll do it you know and then you know we're not gonna go there but uh okay yeah he has ptsd i'll okay that's
3: fine. i can get it
2: that's fine. <laughs> I know Scott Glenn has it from Silence of the Lambs but it doesn't have to do with the filming of it it has to do with the FBI agent mm-hmm. who was playing him tapes of all these serial killers and abuse and stuff going on <laughs> poor guy They're like you want to come back for Hannibal? No. <laughs> no, I'm done with that. You
3: know. I don't I guess I don't blame
2: him. <laughs> right. What so Tony Coletta, I think I think she's really amazing here. Yeah. I Really do, you know, she runs she runs that gamut of emotions, you know, mm-hmm. and, and she's really good. She's solid. I think she's underrated.
3: I think she is, too. Everything I've seen her in, I, I think she's awesome.
2: <laughs> and I know, you know, she's gotten awards love for like a, that show she had, The United States of Terror, where mm-hmm. she played a whole bunch of different characters. She had schizophrenia or multiple personality disorder or whatever it was. But uh, you never hear her name on the list for mm-hmm. some reason, you know, when you start when they start talking about the actresses, you know, why do you, why do you think that is? Do you have any idea why that is? I
3: don't know. It's a good question.
2: Because she's in the same age range as uh, like Nicole Kidman. Yeah. You know, Nicole Kidman's won an Oscar and, and been nominated for a lot. And, and Toni Collette does these kind of parts, you know. And, and I, I'm not saying she needs to be more famous than she is. What I'm just saying right. is it's kind of amazing that she's not more. Right.
3: Saying, I think she's
2: like that go to. and And I'm wondering, and this is not insinuating anything about the way the woman looks, because I think she's beautiful i think
3: she's too i think
2: she's so unique and just beautiful Mm -hmm. and has a has a quality to her and i think she's sexy too i really do um i'm wondering if it's not the way that she looks you know because she's not that
3: classic
2: you know marquee you know uh beauty you know classic beauty but um
3: i always thought she was pretty yeah
2: i think she's sexy as hell and and she's
3: different looking but in a good way got
2: that thing you know just some women have that thing some people have that thing and She's great, yeah. I don't know. That's 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 the thought I'm having right now. That's you know, a good it's, question. Um, she's fantastic in this, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could have watched Nicole Kidman in this. No, I
3: don't. I don't think no offense so. to
2: Nicole Kidman. I don't,
3: I don't know. Could could you have pictured anybody else doing her role off the top of your head? Young Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. Well, besides young Michelle Pfeiffer.
2: <laughs> you know, working today. No. No, no, this this needed to be her.
3: I feel like that too. I feel yeah. like she just she brought that role to yeah. life.
2: This is hers. Yeah, yeah, this one's hers.
3: You feel like All you can feel her mm-hmm. through the screen watching the movie.
2: Indeed, indeed. Yeah. So before we take a break, there's something I want to say about the movie. What's that? One thing that I find very refreshing about this. Yes. No jump scares it's true no jump scares in this movie no cheap thrills in this movie (laughs) also like the quiet nature of it Mm -hmm. the score isn't really a score it's more of sound design yeah you know it's not in your face or anything like that um i like how it plays out as a stage play as Mm -hmm. i said too it really feels like a stage play in the best sense of the of the word
3: yeah it does so that's all i have all right
2: do you have anything else
3: i think that's it we should take a little break and All right. We can finish it up with some favorites or something.
2: Let's do that. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we will see you on the other side.
1: Scott Rice, host of Laser Beams. Pew pew. That's Laser with easy, and Beams with easy with your update from Laser Games! Tonight's high scorer in Laser Tag was g 69 He had 700,240 points and 316 CK. That confirmed kills. kills. Kills with a Z. He shot everyone in the tush. How, 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 how. Rammer Jammer 69 and Baloney Pony 69 got into an argument over who's the hottest woman in sci fi Amelia Clark or Karen Gillen. It almost came to blows. Pow, pow. Until Spoo's Luge 69 reminded everyone that Carrie Fisher is the most bonerific woman in sci fi. Va va Join me, Scott Rice, for laser beams. Pew pew. Right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public
0: Radio. This is Burt Peterman, Cozy Corner's resident old bastard and host of Bustin' Balls with Burt, the most politically incorrect show on the radio. This week I'm going to talk about colored hair. What's up with all the colored hair? If you got colored hair, I'm going to bust your balls. I don't care if you're a dude or a chick dude. Join me, Burt Peterman, for Bustin' Balls. Turn down this goddamn music!
2: Welcome back to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we're going to wrap up our discussion of the 2018 horror film Hereditary. Ooh. Ooh. Faith, what have you got?
3: I got some favorites that I want to talk about.
2: (sighs) And your favorites, I do believe, bring up a bigger issue with the movie. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, I have have some questions I feel like I need to ask.
2: Okay, so I'm going to let you introduce this favorite because this is we we share this yes. as a favorite. I, I would like for you to introduce this uh, part of the movie, and then I will ask the question, and then you may just go off to your heart's content. How you feel? <laughs> That's
3: fine. All right, go
2: ahead. So what's uh what's the favorite?
3: Uh, Charlie's head coming off.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Her death so scene. she is having a uh, uh, allergy attack. Mm-hmm. She is can't breathe. She's eating uh, peanuts or some kind of nut. Mm-hmm. She puts her head out of the window to get some fresh air on this road, and splat. Right. And the way that it's filmed and shot and uh, Alex Wolfe's reaction to it is just wonderful. The whole thing it's
3: is so uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable <laughs> and
2: disturbing and unsettling. And it's maybe the best scene in the movie. Really, know. Really. Did, it's
3: a, were, were you expecting that at all?
2: No. <laughs> no, I should have because he, he, he tipped his hat with the telephone pole. Right? But, you know.
3: <laughs> I had no idea that was going to happen. But... uh Right. There's semi- so many.
2: So her head comes off. Yeah. This is leading to the question.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He drives home uh-huh. with the body in the car.
3: Mm-hmm. He
2: goes up to his bedroom, goes to sleep. The mother wakes up the next day to go buy supplies to build her little miniatures. And then you hear her screaming because she sees the decapitated body of her daughter, Charlie in the car. Mm -hmm. Now I do want to say in doing research on the show, that was an actual incident that took place somewhere. He had read about in North Carolina or Texas. I can't remember which one, but somebody, yeah, that happened.
0: Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty
2: awful. Right. Yeah. But the question is, uh, life goes on in this movie. Like nothing ever happened. Like the police don't seem to be involved. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to you know, answer any questions or do any kind of evaluation. It's just like, oh, you're driving a car and our daughter's head came off and you came home with the body in the car and you went up to sleep and found it the next morning. But, Peter, you all right?
3: Yeah, that's yeah. that's the, that's my problem. Like, OK, first, there's just a head in the middle of the road. <laughs> so did no one that find no it? No one apparently
2: goes to look for it, you know, too, I might add. Yeah,
3: so nobody finds it. Not even a stranger, no police, nothing. The boy goes home. How do you, he, he goes home and he gets in bed. Okay. Why?
2: <laughs> and at this point, I'm willing to go, okay, he's in shock. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm still willing to go there. He wakes up next morning, you hear her screaming, the next thing, they're at the funeral, right? Uh-huh. And no officer of the law that, came by. There's
3: there's no, like, what happened? What did you do? Like, there's never, like.
2: <laughs> there's the scene where they argue, oh, you want to blame me for Charlie's death? Well, yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, but yeah, it it didn't feel like. But this seemed
3: like it was so far off. It felt like very off. Three weeks later, okay, we'll finally talk about it. It Was like, huh? Yeah, like her head came off, and it was just like, whatever. I'm gonna go ahead and go to sleep, and you know, like I
2: said, I'm willing. I'm okay with him. You know, going going and going to bed. I'm okay with that because of shock. What I'm not okay with is the parents' reaction afterward. You know, because it seems like nothing. Yeah, he
3: like comes home, and the dad's like. Did you did you sign up for the... For SAT, the, yeah, yeah. It's like... Yeah. Uh, he, probably, he might need to sign up for, like, a grief class or, like, something or... Or go to juvie for, yeah, you know, like involuntary some, <laughs>
2: manslaughter, you know?
3: You know, it's like, this just like...
2: There's not even, like, a suspended license, yeah? It's like... And he still got car privileges. You want to give that little bastard car yeah, it's privileges? Just,
3: it's just... That, that was so weird to me. It was just beyond weird and i will not understand that That was a
2: question i had as the movie went me on too. Went. and then you know stuff starts happening so you, you kind of throw it out of your mind a little bit but yeah <laughs> for the for 10 minutes i was going wait <laughs>
3: yeah like i said me my sister watching we like is he gonna say anything is anybody gonna confront him what's what's going on why is everybody so silent about it? you know it's just weird um very weird yeah uh, what other favorites do you have
2: uh the scene where annie is possessed by the pie man i believe Mm -hmm. and she's up in the corner floating and she's uh what has she got like a string i
3: think so like a string
2: and she's uh decapitating herself and that look on tony collette's face is just terrifying yeah the whole thing's terrifying
3: yeah, it really is. I think the I think just the way this movie looks and feels is one of my favorite things.
2: The disturbing aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, just everything. I like it.
3: the way the house looks. I like the quiet nature yeah, of it, yeah. I, I think it's just it uh it's a good quality to you know, the house. For how everything looks, it just looks nice. It makes you should I say that it feels homey?
2: <laughs> yeah, you can say it feels homey.
3: <laughs> With people decapitating themselves in in the attic.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, homey. You can say it feels homey.
3: I also have a loved Colette's performance.
2: Yeah. You know I mean? Carries this movie. She really deserves some kind of awards recognition yeah. for this. She was really good in this.
3: Yeah. You got anything yeah. else? That's all the I have. The
2: script. Yeah. Just the way, the construction of the script, the way he's pulling fast ones on you and you're not even realizing it, but you go in thinking it's about one thing and you end up walking out and going, <laughs> it was about something else. And then you get the, the, the double add of, but it was about that the entire time. Right. It's I, I think it's really great. I know a lot of people like Midsummer. Mm -hmm. I have not seen it yet. I have not either. And we'll probably do that on the show when it comes out and we're available to see it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wish him the best. You know, we were talking, there was somebody recently, a new voice, you know, we were talking about. It's great that this director is out there, Mm -hmm. you know, making movies. I think it
3: was for Insidious. Um,
2: Yeah. I can't remember his name. I can't can't remember his name. How great that this guy's out there making movies. How great that, uh, yeah, you know, Astor's out there making mm-hmm. movies and I wish him continued success because this is the kind of thing we need, these small things like this yeah. really good, well thought out, heartfelt
3: yeah. horror. And see, I think that's another reason why I like it so much because I'm so picky about newer movies. And I think it just it's so well done that you kind of forget it was made, yeah. you know, last year. Because I'm yeah. I'm very critical about yeah. these newer producers and directors and people, you know, creating these these things that are coming out. And I, I'm not usually the biggest fan. So it already has
2: a timeless feel to it. Yeah. You know, because how many times, you know, we've talked about it on the show before, like I go, "Oh, a new horror movie. Right. We saw that invisible man trailer that's coming out with mm-hmm. Elizabeth Moss and we both went new horror movie.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. This doesn't look like or feel like a new no. horror movie. This feels like, you know, it's own thing, yeah. you know, kind of rooted in the classics and mm-hmm. not trying to reinvent the wheel. Just tell a really great story. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see some stuff he's, you know, Going to be coming out with eventually, yeah. hopefully. I think he's great,
2: and hopefully, hopefully, he'll live up to the promise of this, you know.
3: Hopefully,
2: but um, I can't say enough good things about him in that script, though. That's that's top notch,
3: he really is really good. That's that's a good point, it's
2: top he notch. Really that's uh, that's a lot of work, yeah. That's a lot of work when it seems that easy, it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not when it comes off that good, it's hard, yeah. I can't. It's very hard. He did a great job. And uh, like I said, I, I was impressed with this. And mm-hmm. great pick on your end, too. Thank you. Great Thank pick. You.
3: Um, so you would recommend this movie?
2: Anymore? Oh, absolutely. You'd, I think you'd this.
3: You'd watch it again? And
2: <laughs> yeah, I would watch this again. And I think uh, I think this is the kind of thing, if you could get a non-horror fan to sit down, <laughs> would enjoy this movie, yeah. I think. Possibly.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked it because we talked about really before, did. We talked about before. You know, I I got nervous. I'm like, oh man, he's not gonna like this.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's, he's gonna ream this and one. Yeah.
3: Like, why did that? Why are we doing this movie?
2: <laughs> no, it's great. It was it was a great pick. And we're gonna be doing those over the next couple of weeks. We do have a few special things that mm-hmm. we're gonna be throwing in, and I want to bring up December. December. Uh, well, we're in it. We're in, we're in the middle <laughs> yeah. of it. Christmas is right around the corner, so we're gonna be doing some first time watches. Uh, we have a very special week of shows. During Christmas, Faith, I'm not going to say it, but no, uh, no, no, But we uh, we have a special Christmas show. Yes, two special Christmas shows, but one in particular. If you do some legwork in this episode, you might possibly well, you be able to figure out what we're doing for Christmas. <laughs> we also have a special guest host next week. My very good friend kate Fontno is going to be here with us. We are going to be talking about. Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. Uh, he's the one that really clued us into Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He uh, He's a gentleman and a scholar, and we're very excited to have him here yes. on the show with us next week. And I said, what do you want to do? And he said, man, we've been talking, because he and I were going on the phone and talk about Tarantino, and we've been going through the filmography, and Faith said, man, I want to. I'm, we need to do Death Proof. So it, <laughs> the stars lined up. So he's going to be with us next week, and I think it's going to be a treat for all of you out there because he's He's so smart and so funny yeah. and and so laid back I'm and very and I think it's going to add a nice uh, element. You know, doing this as a trio, I yeah. think it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, very funny. I love him. <laughs> I love him dearly, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've been trying to get him, trying to get him on the show, and it's finally working out. I'm and uh, so we have that going on. We're going to do some more first time watches. We are going to eventually get back to True Detective. I don't know <laughs> when, but we will. Yeah. We're gonna we're going to finish that as yeah. soon as the. Uh, as soon as the, the goddamn pedophiles quit, you know, <laughs> pedophiling around out there, you know. But uh, we're going to get back to that. We, uh, we're we going to be doing some more TV Tuesday. we got The Mandalorian rolling right now. So a lot of good stuff. And again, thank you all for, for the record month that, that
0: yeah, we have here. That's
2: absolutely. all due to you, and, and we do it for you. And we would do this show if we only had two listeners. And we do want you to bring 500 of your closest mm-hmm. friends.
3: And, and get us Robert England.
2: And Robert England. We're not asking too much, right? <laughs> not,
3: not at all.
2: so uh let me ask you would you recommend hereditary
3: oh absolutely i think it's a wonderful movie like you said you could show it to anybody yeah you know a non-horror fan i think they yeah would enjoy this too so yeah absolutely
2: very good well uh as we said christmas is upon us uh happy holidays to all of you out there all around the world we sincerely again appreciate all of your support and we're going to continue to give you a free show and Faith, we're going to try and do the best show that we
0: can.
3: Absolutely. You know, I feel like
2: we've gotten better at doing this I show. Think so. and, and we're still getting better. and We're I think still so. finding things yeah. you know, and, and ways to do this. But uh, sincerely, thank you for your support. And if you feel so inclined, please give us a rating and review on iTunes or mm-hmm. anywhere else that you can give us a rating and review. It help, just helps us to get the word out on the show. And uh, we, we're going to keep doing the show.
3: Yeah.
2: So help us get the word out. Yeah. So, well, Faith, it feels like it's that time, doesn't it? <laughs> it does there it is the music
3: time to say goodnight the
2: chimes have rung yes time to bid adieu (laughs) for all our listeners in France
3: do we have a lot of listeners in France? we have a few well that's awesome
2: mon ami (laughs) thank you sincerely for tuning in as we said we know you have a lot of options as to how you spend your time thank you for spending a little time with us and thank you for everything
3: yeah you could have said it any better.
2: I could have said it better. <laughs> I
3: don't know. That was pretty good.
2: <laughs> that was pretty good. It's pretty good. It's like I was going. Like, I was like, you know, just talk, talk, talk. You'll find it. So, Faith, let's do it.
3: May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm.
2: May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm.
3: Be you, vampire, spook, specter, or beast.
2: Always remember,
3: keep, keep your monster,
2: monster on a leash. leash. We'll see you on the other side. This is a coyote for
1: the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith. A lot of bad stuff out there in the world. We hope you got good vibes from the shore, and you kicked them good vibes with you out into the
2: world. If you can't find them, look in your heart. They're right there waiting for you.